Welcome back to Not Your Normal Horror Podcast. Yep, that's it, horror. I'm Jay. I am Kim. Happy anniversary, baby. It's our anniversary. Four years today. Four years ago. Four years ago today. We we wed. We did. We hitched. We got hitched. Yeah. And now here we are. Here we are now doing a podcast. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it after we went and had a lovely dinner? And now mm-hmm. it's podcast time. Mm-hmm. I bet you're kind of curious as to what I did my podcast on mm-hmm. today. So, I was going to do something on your list, but then I said, you know what? I'm my own person. You sure are. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm just going to go out. I'm going to come up with something on my own. So, you went out on a limb? I went out on a limb. You stood there for a little while? Uh-huh. Surveyed the land? And so yeah, was there? I did. Great. I did. And this is probably going to be a part one of I don't know how many because there's just so many. Okay. I mean, so you're probably not going to like me too much for doing this topic. But this is going to be on. I already don't like you, so. I know. Horrifying amusement park ride mishaps. Uh Yes. I used to love amusement park rides when I was younger, and then I became a mom, and I was like, you know what? That sounds like uh-huh. too much fun, so let's not do that and anymore. And, like, after going through these, I was like, oh. But I was also reading that <clears throat> they don't happen as much as you think they do, and it's a lot less on permanent rides, meaning... Rides that are it's at more, a permanent... It's more so on the traveling carnivals and fairs and yes, stuff. Yes, yeah, stuff like that, that. yes. So I think it said that your odds of getting, like, like a deadly injury or something on a, on a, a U.S.-based permanent amusement park ride was, like, 1 in 16 million. But your chances of getting struck by lightning are 1 in 700,000. Okay. So... You know what I mean? You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning a few times. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, should we just jump right in there? Don't we normally? Yep. So, we're going to start it off with the Terminal Velocity Ride at Extreme World in Wisconsin Dells. Terminal. Terminal. Okay. Terminal Velocity. Mm-hmm. At Extreme World in Wisconsin Dells. In the summer of 2010, Teague and Marty sold the free fall ride Terminal Velocity at a Wisconsin Dells amusement park featured on a cable travel show. And being the adventurous 12-year-old she was, convinced her family to make the trip to Wisconsin from their home in Florida just to check out the ride. Standing in line for the ride at Extreme World, the girl's mother, Julie Marty, recognized the ride operator as the same man who spoke on the TV show about how safe terminal velocity was. Even though participants were dropped more than 100 feet into a net with no bungee cord or other tether. What? Yep. (coughs) So it's, I guess it's kind of like a basket thing they take you up in. And I guess you kind of hang from the basket. Or something, you know, and then they drop you in the like the net or onto an airbag or something like that. It's just like kind of a free fall. That's gonna be a nerve for me, dog. Yep. 
Pictures of Tegan taken just before she got in the ride showed just how excited she was. Her father started the video camera, and her mother watched anxiously from below. That would be me. And then the unthinkable happened. Tegan Martin plummeted to the ground with nothing to break her fall. Uh. Horrifyingly, the operator mistakenly released her with no net in place. The operator on the ground had just started the airbag system that raises the net into place and had not yet given the all clear when the ride operator pulled the the release cord too early. She fell more than 100 feet directly onto the concrete, breaking her back and pelvis and suffering brain damage, along with numerous other severe injuries. Tegan stayed in a nearby hospital for two months before she was well enough to head home. Her parents filed a lawsuit and the operator of the ride was charged with negligence. The family agreed to an undisclosed settlement with the park. And the operator, didn't you say that he was just on some show? He was the same guy on the thing saying how safe it was. So I guess. So it's safe. He's not. Yeah. So it was operator error. Obviously. mm -hmm. So I guess the guy, once the net is fully in place, you know, they give a signal or whatever. And he just, he. So she lived. She She lived. Yes. Very, lots of damage. Yes. Yes, she I mean, all you got to say is free fall and I'm done. That's that's a no-no. That's not happening. I don't care what you have under me. Yep. I'm not free falling from anything. No, I've done the one, you know, like at the parks where you go in the harness and they pull you all the way up in the air and they release it and it, you know, it like falls and swings out the free fall. I'm not doing that either. It. No, I mean, I've, I've done that and dude, I was shitting bricks. It's, it's scary. Yeah, I remember we went to Hershey Park a few years ago, and me, you, and Alyssa went on the freak, uh-huh. like the freak, the drop zone thingy, mabobber, and I was terrified the whole time because I thought she was going to fly out. <laughs> I like that. I didn't care, but I remember that. Dad took. I know my dad took pictures, and you can just see it on my face and her face. Like she's got her hand over her eyes like this at the end, and I'm just like, <sighs> like get me out of here. Yeah, y'all was not having it. No. Up next, we have the Ride of Steel roller coaster at Darien Lake Theme Park in Syracuse, New York. July 8th, 2011, 29-year-old Iraqi War veteran Sergeant James Hackerman died after falling from the Ride of Steel roller coaster at Darien Lake Theme Park. He was visiting the park with his daughters, sisters, and other members of the family. He was on the ride with his nephew when the tragic accident happened. James was a double amputee who lost both of his legs due to an injury in the war. Because of this, the lap bar that goes over the legs did not properly secure him in place. The ride was traveling at over 50 miles per hour when it reached the top of an incline and James was launched from the coaster car. Oh my God. James should have never been allowed on the ride in the first place. The safety regulations require passengers' legs to be secured before operation, but this is obviously impossible for someone that's missing both of their legs. Following this tragic and fatal lack of common sense, the ride was shut down for two weeks before resuming normal operations. So, he he must have been, because I think lap bar, I think it comes down to like your thighs, or maybe a little higher up. So, yeah. how much leg was he missing? Uh, he must have been... He was missing all of it. it. Yeah, he all was missing it. Yeah, I mean, like, 
Yeah, if you have a lap bar that secures you in place and you don't really I don't have, trust them fucking things. You either. really don't have a lap to go on. I mean, some of them things are tight. But you know I what I mean? Care. It's like... If a lap bar is the only method of securing my child, because I won't get on lines anymore, my child, my child's not going. Because I don't trust them. They need shoulder. I need I need to be protected on my, my torso and bottom half. Mm-hmm. Well, my kids do. For me to be let them go. That's all there is to it. I'm that mom now. You are that my mom. My anxiety is like, nah. <coughs> so... Next up is the Matterhorn at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Now, I believe this one is a twofer. Okay. Because there have been multiple accidents on this ride. I assume that's what you meant by twofer. Yes. There was a couple that I saw where it had, you know, multiple things happen on Mm -hmm. the ride. So... The first death occurred in May of 1964, five years after the Matterhorn opened. It was among the park's original thrill rides, a quick and jerky trip around a track inside of a snow-capped mountain. So I'm guessing it's like Space Mountain, kind of, in uh, like Disney World in Florida. But this one's more like all snow, you know what I mean? So more like Snow Mountain instead of Space Mountain, I guess, if just... I don't know. Takes people wondering. Yeah. It's just, it's a roller coaster that's inside the building that kind of just like twists around all kind of crazy people are wondering, twists. they can just look it up. Mm-hmm. Also. Yep. To keep them safely inside, riders wore lap belts in their bobsleds. Here we fucking go. It was approaching midnight when 15 year old Mark Maples of Long Beach, California got in line at the Matterhorn with two teenage classmates. Maples was enjoying his freedom since his parents had just released him from a weeks-long grounding so he could attend the after-hour Elk Club event at the park with his brothers. The details of what happened next are murky. Maples sat in the middle seat, and it was dark, so the other boys could not see what had transpired. The bobsled was beginning its descent down the mountain when one boy told the Long Beach Press-Telegram that he felt Maples bump into him. There was no way to tell what he was doing. He said, it's a bumpy kind of ride. I was looking up. I heard a noise. I looked down and recognized Mark's sweater as he was falling out of the side. The other boy added to the press telegram. Uh, Disneyland officials speculated Maples unbuckled his seatbelt and tried to stand up on the ride, apparently striking his head on the side of the concrete mountain and falling vertically about one foot landing beside the track of the sled. They estimated the bobsled was going about 20 miles per hour at the time of the accident. Uh, Maple's father told the press the next day that the ride operators didn't believe the boys when they said their companion had fallen out. It was not until two girls who were in the car behind them verified the story before the ride was shut down. When paramedics arrived, Mark was unconscious. He was rushed to the hospital with severe head trauma and put on a ventilator. The teenager died four days later, have never regained in consciousness. A week after the fall, the Anaheim police chief ruled Maple's death was purely accidental. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody was at fault there. Nope. Yeah, I mean... It wasn't like a ride operator did 
what they did in the first story. Like, it was, you know, there's mm-hmm. no fault there. And I'm sure, I mean, going into the next one, you know, I'm, I'm sure that... I'm assuming... It was the use... It was, it was the rider that unbuckled their, their belt. Well, and, yes, I get that. But, like, I guess back in... The, it, I can't imagine... A roller coaster having when you say a lap belt, I'm a, I'm picturing like a almost like a airplane seatbelt. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. That's a lap belt. crazy mm-hmm. to me that that would be the method of securing somebody. Why would you? Well, I guess this ride didn't go upside down then because it, I think rides that go upside down have to have shoulder. Well, but bars, still, so. why would any ride that goes however fast that goes? Use a seatbelt as a way of securing the passenger. Well, because, it's also 1964. Okay, but people in 1964. Do you see car seats in 1964? They literally just clipped well, onto the back of the I seat and you born, sat your baby in it like a shopping cart. I was born in 84, so no, I did not see car seats in 1964. Yeah, they literally, you just literally hooked it right onto the seat and sat the baby in it like it was in a shopping cart. And that was it. So, after that, Exactly 20 years later, the Matterhorn saw its second accidental death. A few days into the new year of 1984, 48-year-old Dolly Regina Young of Fremont was visiting the park with five friends from Arizona. Young was a former Avon lady, friendly and particularly well-liked by all kinds in her neighborhood, by all the kids in her neighborhood. Around 3.30 p.m., Young and her friends loaded into a bobsled at the base of the Matterhorn. Young sat alone in the very back. At that time, the Skywall gondola still went through the attraction, ferrying guests through a hole in the mountain. A family of three from Idaho, a father and two of his teen daughters, were passing into the Matterhorn just as Young's bobsled was halfway back down the mountain. According to police reports, 19-year-old Helen Pitchner was the first to scream. Oh my God, someone fell out of that car, her father Don recalled her saying. Helen told police she remembered seeing a female bouncing on her back on the tracks moments after presumably falling from her sled. For a moment, Helen said it looked like Young was trying to get up. But 33 seconds after Young fell from her bobsled, the next ride vehicle came around the corner. Don Pinchner yelled for his daughter to look away. Oh, no. A family from British Columbia was in the oncoming bobsled. For a moment, they thought the body lying between the two parallel tracks was possibly a prop. As they got closer, though, the horrifying reality set in. The the bobsled struck Young on the head and torso, almost decapitating her, killing her instantly, and trapping the bobsled on top of her. The ride system automatically shut that portion of the ride off, sending a bobsled was stuck. That, combined with the screaming, alerted a worker that something was horribly wrong. He raced up the mountain and found the nightmarish scene. On his sprint back down for help, he encountered two more cast members. He told them not to look. Police and paramedics were soon on the scene, where Young was declared dead. An investigation was launched by Anaheim detectives, they quickly ruled out foul play and suicide and zeroed in on the seatbelt. When police arrived on scene, they noted Young's seatbelt was open and lying on her empty seat. Disney officials said there was no way that Young could have left the start of the ride with her belt undone because it was standard protocol for cast members 
to check the guest seatbelts twice to make sure they were fastened in. After interviewing witnesses, Anaheim detective David Tuttle ruled Young's death an accident. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's cray-cray. That scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any kind of ride, I kind of, like, want to be in tight. Even if it doesn't go upside down or, like, have, like, I just, I, w- I want to know I'm secure tight. You know what yeah. I mean? I'd rather go through that ride in pain because I'm strapped into tight than be comfortable. And, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, be comfortable yeah. and fall out and die. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm and I would you. never fuck with my seatbelts either. Well, mm-hmm. victim blame. Nobody's blaming the victim for messing with their seatbelt. Nope. Up next, we have do the... I think it's s- poor design choices is what I think. To yes. have a fucking seatbelt. As yeah. your way of securing. Well, now everything is like, you know, if, if something's not, well, most of the time, if something's not, you know, locked properly in place, you know, it alerts it, you know, and the ride won't start, which, you know, I get it. Technology's advanced since, you know, the early 60s and 80s and stuff. And so up next is the tsunami in Motherwell, Scotland. As five gondolas on the tsunami roller coaster came around a corner, they detached from the ride's rails and fell to the ground, striking the ride's infrastructure on the way down. Thankfully, no one was killed in the accident at M&D's theme park, though nine passengers, mostly children, were injured that day in June of 2016. The ride's claim to fame that it was Scotland's only inverted roller coaster, meaning that passengers rode under the track instead of on top of the track. Most of the theme park shut down for several weeks following the accident, and the tsunami ride was dismantled a few months later. Theme park owners were also fined 65,000 pounds, which is the equivalent of around 80,000 U.S. dollars, for health and safety breaches. Jesus. <clears throat> so can you imagine that? It's like, and the whole thing just fucking drops off the no. track. Just no. Unfucking real. No. It's making me never want to... I mean, I don't... Like I said, I don't get on rides anyway. But I don't even want to let the kids go on rides anymore. Yeah. Remember we went to King's Dominion last summer, and you and you, Aubrey wanted to go on that... The Berserker. The, uh... The ship. It's the pirate ship that swings back, back and, and forth. forth but and this one, this one went upside down. And, like... I'm like... How is she going to be secured? It's just the lap bar. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so tiny. And she was not leaving that park until we went on that freaking ride, nope, man. she sure wasn't. She was not leaving that Even park. her big sister, Alyssa, who, you know, they, they're sisters. They fight all the time. Even Alyssa couldn't watch. I definitely couldn't watch. And Alyssa know. couldn't watch either while y'all were on it. Dude, I went on there with her. She had the best time. <laughs> yeah, she did. But see, now that thing, it had... It had a, a shoulder bar that, like, came down and, like, it pressed up against your chest. Like, it was holding but you... my thing was, yeah, you, you're a you're grown adult. She was a seven-year-old little tiny child. Yes, but it still reached her. It still reached her reached, chest. Yes, but my point was, like, how far in will it go? Like, do they all go the same... But then, but then the lap bar, that, the lap bar came almost all the way up to your, like, well, like, right here. Like, almost the crotch area. And was like, like, even she was like, I can't move my legs. I said, that's good. <laughs> I said, you don't want to move your legs. <laughs> yeah, no, me and Alyssa did not watch. That's for sure. 
couldn't. Like, I got choked up when it started getting ready to go upside down. Mm-hmm. I was so scared. I started to get choked up. It's like, I can't do this. I can't. It's bad. Yeah. So, up next, we have Top Scan, which is... <laughs> that dog. Wow. <laughs> we have the Ride Top Scan in East Farmingdale, New York. On August 30th, 2005, 45-year-old Barbara Brady, who was visiting Adventureland Amusement Park in Farmingdale, New York, was thrown from a 66-foot-high ride called Top Scan, which took passengers on a spinning ride in six free-rotating gondolas. During the course of the ride, passengers are spun in every direction, including upside-down. Sadly, the woman's safety harness broke mid-operation, and she was flung from the ride. She was catapulted out of the ride and over a 20-foot-high wall and landed on top of a parked car in the parking lot. Oh, my God. Yep. She was pronounced dead moments later. Top skin was shut down and never reopened. But wait, because there's more. The accident came just one day after another death happened at Adventureland, which is a small family-owned park that had not had a fatality until this first one in more than 40 years of operation. Just one day before Barbara Brady was thrown from the ride, 18-year-old ride operator Stephen Gary died after he was run over by a car on a children's roller coaster called the Ladybug. That ride was reopened a few days later after the park received permission to do so from the State Department of Labor, which investigates amusement park accidents. Wait, that room was called the Ladybug? Yes. The most innocent-sounding amusement park ride I've ever heard. Yes. Killed a man. Yes. Wow. Yep. Mr. Gary was standing on the track when he was struck, but police say they do not believe that suicide was intended. His death was ruled an accident. So you open up an amusement park, not a single death on any of your rides in over 40 years. A worker accidentally gets killed, and then the very next day, a rider gets thrown out of one of the rides. Where is that place located? In Farmingdale, New York. That's a little family-owned adventure. Yeah, I heard heard that Because I was looking at... Last like last summer, I was looking at little amusement parks near us um, to maybe take the kids to, and I remembered seeing an adventure something, and I thought maybe that was it, but it wasn't. No, because we weren't going to New York. Fuck no, I wasn't going to New York. <coughs> Not against New York. I just don't want to travel that far. Yes, it's that's, a far drive. That's what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Quimera in Mexico City, Mexico. On September 28th, 2019, visitors to the La Feria de Chapultepec amusement park in Mexico City looked on in horror as one of the park's rides went horribly, horribly wrong. The last train on the track broke loose from the track and crashed to the ground 30 feet below. Ten passengers were in the train at the time of the malfunction. Two men hit their heads on a steel support and fell, both dying from head injuries. Two women were hospitalized and six others were treated at the scene. 
After the ride's malfunction, the park permanently closed. Disturbingly, investigators later found that not a single ride at the park had ever undergone routine maintenance at the time what? of the accident. Yep. That's fucking bananas. Yep. You know, it's crazy. Okay, so two people from all the same accident, two people died. Two people went to the hospital and then six of them were treated at the scene. Like, it's crazy. One accident, the different. Yeah. Like, how different their injuries I were. I guess it all depends where you were, where you were sitting, you know, affects, you know, when they all fell. The two men, I guess they fell and hit their heads on the steel beams coming down, and that's what killed them. Yeah. Um, this next one. Next one is the Verrucked Water Slide in Kansas City, Kansas. In 2016, what was supposed to be a fun day out for a family became an utter tragedy when 10-year-old Caleb Schwab was tragically killed while riding the world's tallest water slide at Schlitterbahn Water Park in Kansas City, Kansas. Verrucht, which means insane in German, was a 168-foot-tall water slide, which is around 17 stories tall and had a 60-degree drop. <clears throat> Caleb Schwab was the 10-year-old son of Kansas City State Legislator who later became the Secretary of State of Kansas, he climbed the 264 steps to the top before sitting in a raft with two other riders that plummeted and then soared over a crest on its way to a runoff pool at the bottom. The raft would sometimes lift from the chute momentarily, and anybody that's ridden a water yeah. slide knows that, and the slide was covered with netting that was supported by metal poles so that riders wouldn't fall off the ride or, you know, go too airborne. But riders would sometimes strike the nettings or the poles, and some minor injuries had already occurred previously. As the raft soared over the crest, Caleb was tossed towards the netting, hitting his head on a metal pole, and was decapitated. <gasps> oh, my God. Murder charges against the ride's owner and designer were dropped. And in 2017, Caleb's family received a settlement of nearly $20 million from Schlitterbahn and other companies that were involved in the slide. <clears throat> the two women in Caleb's raft, who were sisters, wound up suffering facial injuries and bone fractures and also received undisclosed settlements from the park. The Baruch water slide was demolished in 2018. And also traumatized for life. Yes. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. See, I don't even like water slides anymore. The one water slide that's at King's Dominion, where it's like like the big-ass raft where you go, like the big round raft. I think you and Dad and William and Gavin and all you guys went on it together. Yes. It's, yes. That thing looks so unsafe. I'm like, I can just see it flying off and y'all fucking landing on the concrete somewhere dying. It's it's fucking sketchy. I mean, that thing goes up the wall, but I mean, it doesn't go all the way up, but it's sketchy. No, fuck that. No. I guess that's why they call them thrill rides. Yeah, I've had enough thrills. I'm you done. You start calling them kill rides. <sighs> yep. Yeah, that was crazy. That's so sad. So young. King's Crown. In Omaha, Nebraska. 
2016, Elizabeth Gelrath, 11 years old, was on the King's Crown, a spinning teacup-style ride at the home Omaha, Nebraska Cinco de Mayo Festival, when she slid in her seat and her long hair became tangled in the ride. The family says that she spun around, attached by her hair, for several minutes until her scalp pulled away from her head. Elizabeth remembers sliding down her seat and then waking up in the hospital and being told by her mother what happened. Oh, God. Initially, the muscle damage was so severe that that Lulu, they, they called her Lulu, that Lulu was unable to open her eyelids or speak. She was communicating only by hand squeezes. Since that horrifying day, Lulu has had multiple head surgeries multiple skin grafts, multiple eye surgeries, and 28 blood transfusions. A year after the accident, the family had two lawsuits pending, one against the company who made the ride and another against the state of Nebraska for negligence. So if you look up online, you'll see pictures of her. I don't want to. I mean, from like all this, like... Right here, like... He's pointing to, like, right above his eyebrows. Right above, like, yeah, uh, right above the eyebrows and stuff. Like, from that, just all around in a circle. And you'll see the line where her... It just ripped completely off of her... Yes. Uh, It's... God. And it's a shame. Like, oh, so sad. That's truly horrifying. Yep. Up next, we have... The Derby Racer at Revere Beach in Revere, Massachusetts. The concept behind the Derby Racer roller coaster at Revere Beach, Massachusetts was a fun one. Two trains raced down parallel tracks to a finish line at the bottom of the ride. You can imagine the scene as teenagers screamed and taught at one another as one car pulled ahead, then the other, through a series of dips and curves on a course. But excitement and friendly competition often turn to tragedy thanks to the coaster's abysmal safety record. Things got off to a bad start in July 1911 when the treasurer of the roller coaster company was fatally injured. Ironically, when he stood up to lecture other passengers about safety. (laughs) The accident, which was actually the second fatality of the year, forced local officials to revoke the ride's license until workers could install brakes and safety restraints in the passengers' cars. Apparently, however, the restraints didn't do much good, and in 1917, a man lost his hat as the train headed up a steep incline, and he fell out of his car while while attempting to recover it. Let the hat go, (coughs) my guy. Let the hat go. He tumbled onto the other track, where he was hit by a train and dragged 35 feet. He died, according to the newspaper, after breaking nearly every single bone in his oh body. Oh, my God. In 1936, the Derby Racer was dismo- was demolished, but not evidently because of its bad reputation. The roller coaster that replaced it was simply called the New Derby Racer. Oh. Yes. Well, okay. That was back, what, 1917? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine how great safety precautions were then. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, just get on and. Oh, with those, they just use like the bungee cords. Mm. Yeah, so I guess it's 
Yeah, it's crazy. I guess, so I guess it's like two roller coasters, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're both, you know, kind of like racing each yeah. other down the tracks, and that's what happened. He fell out and <laughs> fell onto the other track where he was hit by the other car, the other train thing. Yeah, that's wild. So up next, we have the Big Dipper. Actually, this is our last one. <laughs> so last but not least. Okay. Did we... Yes, I actually... Yeah, wow, I thought I skipped one. Okay, no, this is the last one, which is the Big Dipper in Krog Park. Local beer magnate Frederick Krog was the owner and namesake of Omaha, Nebraska's Krog Park, but no alcohol was involved when the Big Dipper's train derailed July 24th, 1930. Instead, it was the mechanical failure that led to the deadliest roller coaster accident in United States history. I looked it up, and it still stands today as the deadliest. Have we? What is the year for this? This happened in 1930. Okay, but I. I looked at, like, I googled, like, the deadliest, and that's what, like, this is the one that so came up. So, almost 100 years later, and it still stands it's as the deadliest. It still stands as the deadliest roller coaster accident. Um, the train's four cars were heavily loaded as they departed the boarding area and headed up the first incline. According to investigators, a piece of the brake system worked its way loose and jammed the wheels on one of the cars. It jumped the tracks, breaking through a guardrail before plummeting 35 feet to the ground. The coaster's lift chain continued to run, pushing the other three cars over the edge with the first one. Several people were pinned underneath the runaway train. Four people were killed and 19 people were injured. Business declined after the disaster, forcing Krug Park to close by 1940. In 1945, Concerned Citizens launched a a fundraising campaign to purchase the land and reopen it as a city park, which they did in 1955. The site is now known as Gallagher Park, which boasts a swimming pool and baseball fields with not a roller coaster in sight. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, 1930s. Yep, so almost 100 years ago was the deadliest roller coaster accident. In U.S. history. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm going to definitely do another one of those because yeah. there's there's quite a many. Yeah. And then, of course, we know next week mine is going to be continuing my part two of the serial killers. There you go. Nice. The highest body count will do. I think right now we we're up do- to 36. Was the highest body count, if my memory serves me correctly. I think it was 38. Uh, maybe. So we did 30 to, we did the bottom 10. So 30 you to. did 21 to 30, right? Yep. So we'll go 20 to 11. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do the top 10 on my next one. Yeah, so. Uh, so now y'all know what's in store, at least for next week. There you go. And, you know, hit us up on, uh, you know, Nacho Normal Horror, Gmail, if. You guys want to let us know if... Not your normal horror podcast. Not your normal horror Gmail. podcast at Gmail. Mm-hmm. If you guys know of any, like, you know, crazy amusement park accidents that you've encountered or witnessed or been part of, you know, we'd like to hear people's stories. But you can also tell you, us on... You can also tell us on Instagram <laughs> at Not Your Normal Horror Podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, find us on Facebook. Same thing. Yep. Everything is Not Your Normal Horror Podcast. Try to keep it simple. 
Yeah. Okay, I guess us. Keep it simple, nope. stupid. Rate and review. Tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us. Yeah. Tell your if enemies. you don't enjoy us, tell your enemies about us. True. Inflict us onto them. Yeah. Tell your fam, friends, fam, enemies. Yes. Whatever. We appreciate it. But until next time, keep it spooky, and bitches. And make sure you buckle your seatbelts on the roller coaster. That too. Goodbye. Tricks.